everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there, right there, is Nikki Kinzer. Hi. 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 How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm struggling a little bit with my glasses. <gasps> What's wrong with your well, glasses? As you know, I'm I'm a new glasses wearer. Yes. I'm kind of a novice. And you look very smart. Well, thank you. That solves almost all problems. Yes. Because as long it's, as you yes, look smart. It's not how you feel. Right. It's how you look. Right. I don't know what to do with them when I don't wear them. Because I'm, you know, these are just kind of the early stages of presbyopia. I don't need them all the time. And so I wear them while I'm working. And then I turn my head and I can't see anything because it's all far away. And now I can't see anything because I'm used to staring at the screen up close. And so I think about, do I put them on my head? Like, do I wear them on oh, the Oh, you know, you should nose? wear a little necklace. You should uh, have one of those little lanyard things I with totally your... totally need a necklace. That's what you need. I need there. A- Problem necklace like my grandmother used to wear. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what you need. <laughs> that is what you, you need. You have just solved my major malfunction of the day. There you go. We're yep, done. We're done. Put a fork <laughs> in it. You know, we are talking about, uh, this was such a great question. Uh, one of the biggest questions that we get when it comes to making change in our lives is around strategy. We talk a lot about strategy, but the big question is, how do you turn that strategy into a lifestyle? How do you actually implement it? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, but before we do, make sure you head over to TakeControlADHD.com, get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show, of course, right there on the website. Subscribe to the mailing list, pretty please. And uh, you'll get an email as soon as each episode posts each week. Of course, Twitter and Facebook at Take Control ADHD. You can call us at 503-664-4 ADD. We'd love to hear from you uh, about this whole thing. Uh, so here we go. So how did we come to this conversation? Well, this well, this was a conversation between you and I via text message. Mm. Right? Remember that? I do. Like, I was there. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Good well, and the whole uh, the whole thought was, you know, when are we doing the tech episode? That's how it started. Like, <laughs> when is tech coming? Tech tech needs to be here. But oh my we're not gosh, doing I that have until such a week. good thing to talk about with technology. Yeah, oh yes, goodness. that's coming totally. next week. Yeah. So, but we had to talk about, you know, or we had to decide what to talk about this week. And so Pete and I kind of went back and forth a little bit, and I had some um, ideas, and you know, this whole schedule that Pete has put together of his ideal. Um, uh, what is it? Well, ideal schedule, I yeah, guess, yeah, right? Yeah, it's my or ideal schedule. Morning yeah. to evening. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. It's been inspiring me to do my own. Have you Have you taken uh, out a pen and paper and started doing it? No. Oh, well. But I'm thinking. But at least you're inspired. I'm inspired and I'm thinking about it. <laughs> that's good. And I've been talking to people about it, so that's something, right? Yeah, that's yeah. That would be something. What have people um, said? Have you gotten any good feedback on it or are people- Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Oh, okay. Well, I have a, hold on. I have a big question for oh, you. Oh, good. Because, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, showing yeah. up. Yes. Go ahead. Um, well, and then I was also thinking, cause when I did the survey, I, I, uh, put out a survey a few weeks ago for my newsletter and, um, I got all kinds of great comments back and, and there's been a couple that have just really been kind of lingering that I keep thinking about. And one was that she needs a strategy to manage all of her strategies, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, who doesn't need a strategy to stra- I mean, that's just so true, right? <laughs> we- that is the best question. It is. And I mean, especially coming to a person like myself who just throws out strategies like, you know, they're candy at a parade. Yeah, right, it's like, oh, right. here I have one. Here's another one. Um, so, yeah, I, I really took that to heart because I was like, yeah, that can be a little overwhelming when you've got so much coming at you at once about what to do or what you could do or, you know, that kind of thing. Um and then the other comment was basically saying, I don't need a new strategy. I just need to do it, which I think is pretty yeah. humbling too, because it's like, yeah, that's true. You, you, you know, most people do 
not need something new to try. They already know what they want to do. They're just having a hard time doing it. Exactly. So you and I kind of decided to meet in the middle. Okay. Right? Yes. And well, so, fill me in. I was so long ago, I hardly remember. <laughs> you hardly remember. Well, we kind of go back into this whole blocking your calendar, right? This um, gating is what you call it. And then I just wanted to make sure that that meant blocking, that blocking and gating were the same thing. Okay. Right? Do you want me to, do you want me to answer that now? Well, I, don't, I mean, it is, isn't it? Sort I of. I hope. Sort of. Kind of. Well, I've okay, started well, using it. I've, I've made, I, I've, I've, I've started using them a little bit separately. Well, then you've got to tell us the difference because that's important, I think. Well, I think that so blocking out the time is one thing. It's about setting a priority for each block of time that you have available to you. And gating is the act of taking activities and putting them in the proper time on your schedule. Right. So, for example, uh, and I, I have this I have another client that is really beautifully uh, uh, like adopting my new worldview. <laughs> and so she starts <laughs> to send me these emails where she'll say, hey, I need to do X, Y, Z. And she sent me this email at eight o'clock last night. And so this morning when I got into my email t- block, right, I started looking at my email and she, I read this email and she said, now, here's the thing I need to do X, Y, Z. I know you're not looking at this. So consider this task hashtag gated. She's actually started using hashtag gated because she recognizes that no matter when I see this email, I'm not actually going to do anything about it until I get to that next block of available time. Does that make sense? It does. So you've got the block of time, but the gating is actually, I'm writing notes. Um, <laughs> the gating is actually the the tasks. The gating is okay. yeah, what you do with the tasks to put them in the right place. Because my, my in, in my old life, I'd be very tempted as a people pleaser to get that email at eight o'clock at night and say, hey, that's a, that's something I could do right now. But, but now eight o'clock at night is I'm putting my kids to bed. I'm not going to stop and get online and update DNS settings for this server that she's working on that she, these, it, it, it was clearly not an emergency. She very client kindly and humorously told me that it was okay for this to be gated. And, and so now I know that when my work client work time starts the next day, I can go ahead and get that on the list and take care of because it. Because she's already set the priority. You've yeah. the pri- she's telling you, this is what I need. And you're you're putting it into your block of time. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Well, and that actually answers one of the questions that I had because um, it did get brought up when I was talking about this with someone else of how do you decide, okay, so you've got this block of time, but then how do you decide what to do in that time? And that's what you're saying is that you're gate, that's what gating then. Yeah. That's where it, it, essentially the actions get slated into specific time and, and in specific blocks. And and that's a really important thing. And I think that gets to the, the sort of fundamental question of this episode, which is, you know, putting your strategy into action, right? I, I think it's a big open question when you hear this, like, I don't know what to do on each block of time. Well, you have to be intentional about each, each block of time. Look at the things you want to accomplish and build the blocks of time that'll help you accomplish that thing. Well, and something else that you said in the text message that really I thought was interesting is you were saying that people don't necessarily think about the resources needed, including their time, yeah, um, in, in order to implement whatever it is that they're trying to do. Right. Yeah. And so, how do you, yeah. How do you see that? Uh, like when we, we started kind of fleshing that out in text, but how do you see that at work with your clients? Like, is that something that, that is a, a more generalizable observation? 
Well, I think it's it's I think it's right on. I mean, I think that because the the next thing you said was that you talked about the example of you writing your books and me developing my online program that we actually had to to really make practical changes to mm-hmm. our day-to-day schedule to make sure that these things happened, right? So we right. had to make changes. And so I think that what happens to answer your question is I think that we think about these blocks of time and we think about our priorities and we want certain things to happen, but I don't know if we're really sitting there and making the changes. Right. And and that's what really resonated with me is that if you want to make this happen, you have to change something that you're doing. Yes, yes, yes. So this gets to the holes that people perceive when they hear me talking about my ideal schedule. Um, and, and that is, um, you know, it's great to think about your time um, and to think about the things that you want. Like, I want to write a book, right? It, it's great to think about that. But until you get out a pencil and paper and actually write down, uh, you know, the changes that are going to be required in your life to do that, you know, what, in my case, what clients did I have to actually give away? Like, I gave away clients to make room for this. That's part of my strategy. I right? am so glad you didn't give me away. <laughs> No, no, no. It's definitely last in, first out in this case. Like it was, I had some new clients that we were working with on some things that just in this new strategy for me and the strategy being as part of my deliverables of my life, I want to get this series of books out. I need to be able to, yes, I need to be able to sacrifice sacrifice. these things and keep, you know, keep the work that is already kind of in motion. I got to keep those things up, but I have to make the time available. That's step one of the strategy. How do I make time available to to accomplish this new goal? I Make time available. And to do that, I had to do a couple of things. First, I had to analyze my available time in my calendar. How much time do I actually have in the day that I own? And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. What time do you actually own that isn't dedicated to family it isn't dedicated to your employer it isn't dedicated to you know driving around to soccer practice it isn't dedicated to anybody else but you and once you know your available resources you can start making some really clear decisions about what you have to give up and what you have what you are able to slate in there to actually accomplish your goals and and from then on out, the actions start to build on themselves. So in my case, I had to make calls to two clients and say, this is, you know, I'm going to hand you off to X, Y, and Z provider over here who I work with. They are great. But I had, that was part of my strategy, my tactical plan that was built into my strategy, which was, you know, I have to give away clients to make time so that I don't feel like I'm completely overwhelmed while also trying to get this new thing done. Otherwise, I would never get the new thing done. Okay, so I'm going to give you, or I'm going to ask you a really big question. Okay. Are you ready? Because I, I this don't know. came, oh, well, I know. Well, right? I, I actually edit this thing, so I may cut it if I sound stupid. So oh, go okay. ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, this actually um, came to my attention because I, and it's so valid. She was saying, because she had listened to our last uh, podcast, and she was saying that, you know, it's easy to block out time for things that you want to do. So, like, if Pete is really, um, excited about writing these books and he has a high desire to do that, then it's going to be a little easier for him to, to make that happen. And, and same thing with my work is if I'm doing something that I'm excited about that's creative, it's going to be easier uh, for me to block out that time or gate that time. Um, but then she went on to say, well, what happens if you know, you, well, actually she said, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not excited about what it is that I need to do. 
So there's something I have to block out, but I'm not excited about it. I'm dreading it. Yeah. So for her, she was like, what you guys are talking about doesn't apply. And I'm like, well, but it has to still apply somehow. So we had this whole conversation about it, but I'm curious to know what you think. Like how... How does this apply to those tasks in your work life or personal life? And I'll tell you personally, Pete, my biggest roadblock right now is figuring out, like, I know when I want to work out, but it's doing it. Yeah. Because I'm dreading it. Like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And that's a, you know, this is a, this is a huge challenge and, but the challenge is emotional, right? I mean, the challenge is not practical. It's not logistical. You know what time you have available to do it. The problem is you're judging the work you have to do, right? You're judging the experience of working out. You haven't gotten to the point of like workout high, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Know, they, they are, they, you know, being I'm not anywhere near there. Uh-uh. <laughs> being excited about the tasks on your list is, is, you know, it, it is exciting for for me because I am working toward writing this book, but it's also a pain in the butt. Like it's really hard. It's, it is just as hard to, for me to sit down and write and turn on creativity as it is to clean the cat litter or deal with the, the logistics around the passing of my uncle who died two days ago. Like there are, there are practical things in my life that I dread and I hate, but I have the time, uh, uh, you know, allotted to those things. I have the muscle that you develop there is to separate your emotional uh, interpretation of the event from the actual activities that need to get done. We're all in the same boat, right? I mean, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We all have things that we we hate to do. I think it's a, you know, I would be not so quick to say what you're talking about absolutely doesn't apply to me because I hate what I have to do. That's not really a fair assessment of the work you have to do. Work is work. How you feel about it is is something that you can work on. You can you can work on on removing your emotional reaction from the thing that you dread uh, over time. Uh, so that it's just another thing on your list that you are getting done, that you're setting aside time to do, that you're gating till that time. Now, so that that's the my first response, which is you know separate emotion from the activity, uh, and and when it's something that you're excited about. Go ahead and be excited about it. That's fine. But the dreaded stuff, you don't have to feel bad. You're making a sort of a choice. It's just work. It's just you know, moving forward, right? The same rules. Or really apply. moving. Like yeah. it's just moving your feet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and taking a walk. Exactly. Yeah. It's just moving yeah. your feet. Well what what is actually helping me kind of get through this roadblock is I keep going back to the mini habits conversation that we had. Oh yes. And I keep thinking, okay, one push up. Just one push up, right? So here's this thing that I've got that I, I need to do, I want to do, but I'm dreading it. Not, you know, when we talk about motivation and willpower, motivation's not really there. Willpower is not there. Um, but what's that one push up? And that's what I keep thinking about. It's like, well, maybe it is just one push up that I do during the time that, that I say this is when I'm going to work out, or maybe yeah. it's just five minutes on the, lep- you know, elliptical trainer or whatever it is. And that's what is, I, I keep kind of going into my mind. But I'll be honest, I still haven't done it yet. But, you know, I'm also very positive because I also think, okay, just because I haven't done it yet doesn't mean that I'm not going to. I'm, you know, tomorrow is a new day. I even thought, like, we're recording this on April 15th. And I thought, April 15th, what a great day to start. (laughs) That's a a great point. It's tax day. It's tax day. It's a great day. You know, and then I may not start today, but maybe on Monday, 
you know, I will. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I keep being, I'm very positive about the whole thing. Like I'm not getting down on it. Well, I just me, have to find where I need to start. Yeah, exactly. Well, and yeah. let me let me make us my second point here because this is about the idea of your ideal schedule and and actually blocking the time and not judging the time. Yeah. That what changes, like you have something that you dread to do. You know you have activities that are gated to a specific time. You dread doing it and you're trying your hardest to develop the muscle that allows you to separate your emotion from the work that needs to be done, right? Okay, so you you're working on that. There is a huge benefit to actually blocking and gating activity. And that is, while the dreaded activity does have a start time, it also has a specific defined end time. So maybe your workouts, for example, are uh, you dread doing them, you don't want to do them. And so your time that you put on the calendar is 15 minutes. You know that that 15 minutes starts and it's going to be a dreaded 15 minutes until you figure out how to not be so emotional about it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that 15 minutes, you are free. You are free to do I'm something done. else. And for the rest of the day, you don't have to think about workouts anymore. Yeah. See, right? I think that's a huge benefit because I, th- I think that, yeah, you can, it frees yourself. You're done. Yeah. So, so again, back to the comment of it doesn't really apply to me. It absolutely applies to you. And in fact, it applies even more if you block out smaller chunks of time to move through the activities that you dread and allow yourself the revelation of being liberated for the rest of your day that you don't have to think about this thing anymore until your next block of time to accomplish those things. Okay. So the point of this conversation is what, like, what do we want people to take away? Well, I, I still, I I think we just said it. I mean, I, I think bottom line, if you haven't tried figuring out what your, what your ideal schedule is and building a strategy around your time, Mm -hmm. that's the point because Mm -hmm. until you actually see how, what you want to accomplish actually fits into the time you have to accomplish it, you're not going to move forward. You're, you're going to move forward in such a haphazard way that you won't see real appreciable change. And, and so I think that's, that's number one. You know, give it a shot. You know, bring up your calendar and clear everything off of it and just try to create a new ideal uh, calendar and, and see what that looks like in your life. Um, intention. Intention. And second is this idea of gating. Think about, you know, put that stamp in your mind. Hashtag gated. <laughs> it's funny. Right. And it makes me smile every time I think about it. But it is incredibly liberating to get that email and be able to say, I'm not going to do this until 10 o'clock tomorrow because my time is spoken for until then. So let me ask you a quick question before before we wrap up, because I think that this is, I don't know if we really did address this very well. Like that was a pretty clear gated priority, right? It's coming from a client. These are the things that I need done. You know, I know you're not going to get them done until tomorrow, whatever. That That's great. But what about if it's not so clear? How do you personally figure out what should be gated. On Monday morning, it's 10 o'clock. You know that this is work time. How do you decide what is most important? How do you decide what should be gated in, in that period of time that you have set aside? Well, what should be gated fits in the broad category of anything that comes from clients, right? So first of all, anything that is in my client category goes straightly into my work management system with a due date of workday 10 a.m., right? And the next available workday 10 a.m. And so when I'm processing work, I'm applying very limited judgment to that work. 
the first judgment is, is this thing specifically date defined, right? Do I have to deadline. create an do you ad- have a deadline? Yes. Do I have a, okay. do I have a, is this a, am I designing an advertisement for a client and we have a deliverable for the publisher, right? That kind of a thing. Like that's, I, I know that I have an external due date that I don't get to decide. Right. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. second level of judgment is, uh, is it a due date that the client is allowing me to decide based on the time it takes me to get the work done? Right. right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have videos to edit, for example. I know that I'm going to be working on those a little bit each day until the project is done and it is, it, it's a little bit more arbitrary. And so mm-hmm. then it's, uh, it, it really is, um, you know, I go through my list and say, you know, when did this project hit my list? I'm going to work down in date order. So you're, yeah, you're looking at the date. Starting at the, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I start at the beginning of when this project hit my inbox and now I am working uh, through my work box and saying, you know, this, this is where I am now. I've, I've done everything that came up until this. So Monday morning, this is the next thing I have to do on my list for, for this particular client. And, and, and so I jump through client work, you know, I'll be working on multiple different clients every day, um, you know, because generally because different projects have come in at a different time. The other thing, and we'll talk about this in the tech episode is all about checklists and the power of checklists and, and, uh, creating, you know, date, um, referenced checklists about repeating tasks. I have, I have become even more zealous around checklists and, Mm -hmm. and it has really improved my, uh, my ability to be accurate and, and correct and not forget things. Um, when you have so much going on, if you don't have some way to sort of automate the creation of checklists, that's, that can be really, um, really challenging. And it it applies directly to this gated, you know, and time blocking system. Yeah. Well, I think that's really helpful because I think that that just gives people kind of an idea too, of, of how to, uh, decide what those priorities are because you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to make those decisions when everything feels important. It's hard to know, you know, what, what do you feel like working on? What don't you feel like working on? And if you don't feel like working on something, it's going to be really easy to avoid. I mean, I think that anything that can kind of help people be able to narrow that down just to know what should I focus on right now, you yeah. know, I think is helpful. Well, I think so too. And and again, this gets back to this, this idea of removing emotion and judgment from the work. Like the only judgment that I apply to the work is, uh, is, is there a, an external date deliverable that I have to meet that I don't get to decide? So that, regardless yeah. if you're happy about doing the project or not, exactly. you're there's, looking at, yeah. 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 I mean, and there's some, you know, in, in I've, it, it's a constant fight and I go back and forth between like my, my sort of worldview that there is such a thing as kind of writer's block versus there's no such thing as writer's block. I mean, I, you know, in this case, and I'm, I'm using writer's block as kind of the generic uh, kind of euphemism for work sucks and I don't want to do it right now. I'd rather play video games, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the truth of the matter is like there, I, I have people who pay me, my employer slash employers pay me to deliver things for them. I have to create widgets. And if I don't create widgets, I don't eat. So on some, on <laughs> some, some level, motivation there. Get, I got to get over myself and, and separate done. emotion, my, how I feel about the work from just doing the stinking work. It because it has to get done. Yeah, it right, do, and it right. doesn't have to be perfect work every time. It doesn't have to be the best thing I've ever done. It doesn't have to be the Mona Lisa. It has to get done it has to get and, done. and uh, meet my standard of, of quality, which is you know, uh, do, are my clients still happy with me? Like that's the standard of quality. And generally 
my and this has been true of of my career and i think a lot of the people that i associate with our own internal barometer of what is good is typically higher than the internal barometer of what is good for the people who hire us to do the work right, right, right. and so generally people will accept less than my own standard of perfection and that's really well, that's hard exactly to, it you're letting go of that perfection yeah you gotta ideal, let go of that right but yeah. this gets back to why blocking is so important because why that 10 to 2 time is so important for me because at the end of 10 to 2 I am free. I get to move on to my next block, which is something new and different and refreshing. And maybe it is playing video games. Maybe that's right. my reward. Right. I get maybe to go play a game need. or watch a movie yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's because that four hours has been super diligent and focused and just got the work done. Well, and it's interesting because there's only one other thing that I would add uh, to that. I mean, I love how you're saying take the emotion out and just, you know, look at it this way. Um, but I also think it's, it's great too, that if you know, you're going into a task that maybe the emotion is not as great as you would like it to be to still remember those structures that, that have helped you in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, um, in this particular situation that I'm thinking about, a body double was really helpful for this person to get the work done. And so when we were having this conversation, it was like, well, don't forget your body double, right? Make sure that they're around so that this is going to help you. There's just, just their presence there is going to keep you focused and get this done. And I would say the same thing with people. Remember when we had, um, Kirsten Milliken and yeah. how she was saying, you know, play and then do the task. Um, so if you know you're going into something that's not maybe necessarily as fun, trying to stimulate your brain and your mind beforehand. So keeping in mind that, you know, these structures, these strategies, right, are are here for a reason and they can really help. And so um, just going back to that, too, I think can can be helpful. And and, and I think I, I it was actually I, I wanted you to talk about body doubles because I think they apply even more specifically in my head right now. This idea that I have a stretch of a half hour blocked that I I have to do something that I dread and I'm not going to want to do it. What a better relationship than the one you have with your body double, somebody to sit there and make sure that you're accountable to your own promises to your time. Right, right. And, and to know that it's limited. Like, it's a half hour. Like, it's not that much. It's 15 minutes. It's not that much. It's somebody to just be present. To, to be present. Yeah. And and what I would want to say with that, too, is that there is no shame in that, right? Because I cannot tell you how many times I've heard, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't need that person. But you know what? It's okay that you do. Who yeah. cares? Like, take out the shoulds or shouldn'ts or, I sh- you know, I should be able to do this on my own because... As long as you can free yourself from that, it doesn't matter what you think you should do, right? Uh, Right. If this helps you and this moves you forward, then do it. Yep. Yep. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. Right. right? I love it. We wear glasses and we don't feel bad about it. That's right. And I'm especially with your new necklace. Wearing my new bejeweled grandma (laughs) necklace. This is awesome. Thanks, yeah. Pete. I feel like I've learned a lot from you in the last couple of weeks. Well, I, so this is it's really fun to do the show and be able to process out loud some of these changes that I'm still actively making. Like it's uh, all I can say is that so far it's working really well for me and I really enjoy it and I'm happier and the time with my family is more focused and attentive and and uh, it's really good. And um, so, I, you know, here's hoping that these these little little bits of evolution uh, continue to, to hold. I, I hope it helps others. 
others too. Just just think differently about our time. So it's been That's a real right. treat. Uh, and so next week we are talking technology, and I'm going to talk about checklists and and uh, some of the tools that I have used, um, uh, have been using, and I'm really excited about uh, in in helping to manage those things. So. That's the plan. Very good. All right. I'm going to have my notes out again. Taking (laughs) notes. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody, for downloading, as always, and listening to this show. We sure appreciate it. And thanks to uh, new commenters from the Netherlands and the Philippines. We love hearing, now that we can do it, from around the world. It's so exciting. Uh, So thank you so much for writing in and uh, sharing your thoughts on the show in the Apple Podcasts. Uh, and, And what other countries? What other countries can we hear from? So if you're listening from around the world, we would love to hear. where. What are you doing? right now where are you uh leave us a comment what time is it (laughs) what time is it uh and and share your stories Uh, we love these international comments we love our domestic comments too we yes we're all we love all we love all comments but but it's particularly fun now that we can hear from around the world so thanks everybody on behalf of nikki kinzer i'm pete wright and we will talk to you next week in our gated and focused podcasting time right here on the adhd podcast 